to Jets Nation. You're getting a general manager that is a relentless worker, someone that understands a winning culture, someone that is going to strive to put a product on the field each Sunday that competes for greatness. We're going to find passionate people that love the game of football, that they hate losing more than they love winning. And we are back in the year of 2021, our first podcast of the new year. It's Jake and Sean, of course, joined by our special guest on a very, very special episode. That being because Adam Gase is finally unemployed and out of our lives forever. And that is Lorenzo Lagaris. Lorenzo, Sean, how are you boys doing today? I'm doing well. We're coming off some good news. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Love? You know, it's 2021, four days in, and Gase is gone, just like we all expected. Um, no, couldn't be happier, really. Yeah, no power plays. It was just a very nice – and I'm glad we didn't have to sleep on it. You know, as soon as yeah. the season was over, as soon as they got back to uh, one Jets drive, they ripped the Band-Aid right off. Got to love it. And this should have been done months ago. It should have been done at the end of last year. But um, Christopher Johnson, who we're going to get into, um, thankfully took us out of our misery last night during the uh, Sunday night football game. But first, last week on the podcast, boys, we had a very heated debate about the quarterback position and how Sean was very pro move off of Sam Darnold, draft Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, more on the side of Zach Wilson. Uh, my first question to you, Sean, is would you still prefer Zach Wilson over Justin Fields after what we saw on Saturday night from Justin Fields – or Friday night, excuse me, from Justin Fields? It's tough. I think – I mean, it's tough to change my mind off one game, but but anyway you put it, that game was good for the Jets, increased the value of the pick. But uh, it's, it's, it's a very tough call. I'm just hoping that they like one of them. Fields looked very good playing to injury I still like Wilson but I would be pretty happy with either one so Lorenzo and I were more of we don't really know what each guy is we would I wouldn't say build around Sam Darnold but prefer to trade back for the haul we could get Lorenzo are we still of the belief or are we waffling a little bit where you know maybe we can get behind a Justin Fields or maybe even a Zach Wilson I can't really see how Zach Wilson could have changed your mind since the last time we talked, but Fields, I could say. Yeah, I mean, after what we saw from Sam this this past game on Sunday and seeing what Fields did against Clemson in a big game, I'm more on – I mean, I'm definitely more open to taking Fields um, than Wilson, obviously. But I don't know. Sam is just it's, – it's the inconsistency. It's like, you know – one half he looks good and the other it's like the same interceptions thrown. It's like, you know, I'm seeing the same thing almost every week and it's just tough. I really like the kid, you know, I really hope he does well in his future, but you know, I can't really be confident in him going into next season. Like, you know what, we're, we're improving on, on our team. It's, it's just, it could be the same thing over and over again. Yeah. That's probably the best game. Justin Fields has played at Ohio state, uh, six touchdown passes against Clemson, uh, one interception, you saw the toughness out of him, got hit in the ribs, got right back up through a touchdown pass to Chris Olave, who 
needs to be on the Jets' radar, I would say, towards the end of the first round, early second round. Um, but Justin Fields, he does look a lot like where the game is going, I got to say, because he's a pretty silky runner. Um, there was a really nice deep ball. The game is going more towards that whole vertical passing RPO, which the Jets just never seemed to got the con- never seemed seemed to have gotten the concept of. So, if the Jets bring in a head coach that wants Justin Fields or Zach Wilson for that matter, we can't be deterring candidates from taking this job to hitch their wagons to Sam Darnold. And if they want to keep Sam, great, we're on the same page. But I'm. I wouldn't be as upset if they moved off of Sam Darnold now and went with a quarterback at number two. But my whole thing is there is no trade back at two. It's either a quarterback or two or no quarterback. All right. If you have to trade back and get cute, that just shows your indecisiveness and you guys really don't know what, what the hell you're doing. Um, and I'm just going to leave it at that. So identify a guy at two, take him great. We're on board. If not, we're on board with the Hall picks, and uh, I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah, I think that's that's a very very um, level-headed take. We got to go with what the head coach wants, and hopefully, Joe Douglas gets the number one guy he wants and goes with goes in that direction. And I'm glad you brought up Joe Douglas because uh, before we start really analyzing and grading these candidates, uh, who a lot of us are excited about. I got to say, this is probably the most anticipated search in a long time because it's been 10 years without the playoffs, really five years without a competitive season, not even close to an NFL product the last five years. So um, Christopher Johnson came out and said today that Joe Douglas will be leading the search. His opinion will be taken most seriously. That's a translation for Joe Douglas is hiring the coach, but my main takeaway from what he said, aside from all the gushing remarks about Douglas, was that the change of power could be shifting. How, or the structure, I should say, where Joe Douglas will essentially be the boss of the next coach. And it's about time. This has been a major issue for the last two hires. Uh, I want to know what you guys have to say about that, but I, I really don't see much of an issue here. And this is how we should have been operating all along. It was a joke that we weren't operating this way. Yeah, it's definitely long overdue with the uh, head coach and GM both reporting to the owner. It's about time that Joe Douglas becomes the entire boss of the organization and just reports to the owner and tells him, tells him the news pretty much. And uh, it's been long overdue and I can't wait because we, we've been waiting for that and saying that for a long time. So how refreshing is this to hear, though? I mean, finally, we're going to start operating like all the other successful teams out there. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Christopher Johnson doesn't know what he's doing in terms of knowing the game of football. Joe Douglas probably has a better um, mindset on that. And I'm glad Christopher Johnson came out and said that. Like, you know what? Let Joe Douglas do what he came here to do, which is put a competitive team together, you know, winning team, hopefully in the near in the near future. But, you know, I. I just want a coach and a GM to be on the same page, like no drama in the, in the locker room, no drama in the media. Just let's just get down and gritty and, and get a good coach and, and start from there. Yeah. It's almost like you gave Joe Douglas a six year contract and paid him all that money. You're really not going to let him hire a guy who he wants to work with. And if he's hiring the guy he wants to work with, what's the point of both of them? reporting to Christopher Johnson. That just doesn't make any sense. So hopefully this is how it's going to be. 
I think that's a great thing. Less Christopher Johnson, more Joe Douglas, a proven football guy with connects around the league. And uh, before we get into the coaching search, another thing that I just want to put out there for you guys and anyone listening, Christopher Johnson, you know, vouched for Sam Darnold, said he's a great kid. I don't think the book is written on him. And he still thinks or hopes that he's going to be a New York Jet next season. Don't read anything into that uh, rule, number one of this offseason. No matter who the Jets hire as their next coach, everybody will say Sam Darnold is their quarterback next year because they want to boost his trade value. There's no reason not to say Sam Darn- great things about Sam Darnold because you're trying to trade him for the biggest haul. What do you expect the Jets to say? That this kid stinks and, you know, where's your leverage? You get what I'm saying here? Does anyone disagree or – do we actually believe that Sam Darnold could be the quarterback next year based off of what the owner thinks? No, nah, I definitely think you're right. You can't show your hand as a GM or a coach. So that's what they should be doing. Yeah, would you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree. And honestly, like, who knows what Sam Darnold – like, obviously, I think – I don't know if he's going to be the quarterback of this team next year. But, you know, with the, with the new coach and someone who can really develop him, who knows what he could be. You know, I, I'm not going to say he's like – the worst worst quarterback in the league and, and he can't improve because that's false he can't improve it's just I haven't seen it yet and he hasn't had the best coaches yet to do that but you know I have a feeling if he does leave you know hopefully he turns it around yeah uh, I I think there's still a good chance that he could be a middle of the road guy somewhere um, I think San Francisco is a great spot for him to go somewhere on the west coast with elite level coaching and I wish Sam Darwin nothing but the best if he is traded somewhere else. And hopefully the Jets get the biggest return outside of the AFC because I really don't want to see this guy in our conference uh, fighting us in the rear end uh, sometime down the line. So enough negativity. Uh, It's a new day in Jets football. A new voice will be here. And hopefully this is the last time for a long time that we're talking about a new coach. Some stability would be nice. Just a thought. So we're going to play a quick little, not quick, this is going to be a a pretty long game, as a matter of fact. (laughs) We are going to analyze all the coaches that have been linked to the Jets job, have they've already requested to interview. We're going to rank them all into tiers. We are going to have our highest tier, home run hires. We We will each have two guys who we consider a home run. We will have, will have me pumped. We'll have me... A little more pessimistic, but I can get behind it type of tier. And then there's the classic tier of terrible, would have me contemplating a new team, a.k.a. how everybody felt after Adam Gase was hired two years ago. So let's get into it, boys. I'm going to rattle off a name. We're going to go around in a nice little circle here. We're going to have some fun here, and hopefully we can all find a common ground and the Jets listen to us because – we tried to tell them about Gase, and here we are. So my first candidate um, was probably the first name linked for us to interview, and that's Matt Eberflew, the Colts defensive coordinator. So we're going to start with uh, Sean. Sean, um, how are we ranking him? That's in my pumped category. I like I like what I'm hearing about him. He uh, Colts defense doesn't have a – a lot of talent, but he gets the most out of his talent. He uh, demands the most out of his players, from what I read, and he's a very hoorah guy, uh, high energy. So I don't think he would be – it wouldn't be the same old Jets like 
hiring a strictly defense or strictly offense guy with the hire like Eberflus, I think they would hire a pretty good offensive coordinator. So I think that hire would definitely pump me up. Lo, how are we feeling about him? Yeah, I was in the, I was in the, you know, that would have me pumped category. I was in between would be a letdown, but after reading some things, he's more of a controlling the locker room kind of guy. You know, he gets the most out of his players. Um, he's well-respected in the league and, and in the locker room. And honestly, that's what the Jets need in a, in a, in a new coach is just someone that the players respect, other teams can respect, and someone that puts a good game plan together. And that's what he's done with the Colts. So, you know, I think he would be in the would have me pumped category. Yeah, you guys are on the complete opposite side of the spectrum than I am right now. <laughs> um, it wouldn't have me contemplating finding a new team to root for. And by the way, I just want to preface that to all of our listeners. We're not actually going to find a new team to root for. It's just a, it's just a saying. Um, yeah, no. The, guys, we didn't sit through two years of torture by from Adam Gase and wait all season for Gase to get fired just for Matt Eberflew or however you say I mean, come on. You guys really want to say that name for uh, all of eternity? No, nah, obviously it has nothing to do with it. It's just a joke. But, um, I guess I'm not very anti-defense, but at the same time, what's his staff going to look like? Is Does he – We like my whole thing with Wink Martindale, who we're going to get into, is the staff was already leaked where I can get behind it. And I knew from last year, he know by him wanting Joe Brady to be on his staff last year if he got a job, you know, he knows where the game's going. I don't know that Matt Eberflew. And if he gets hired, that just reeks to me like they didn't really do that extensive of a search because the Jets assistant general manager, Rex Hogan, was kind enough to bring over the cast of rejects from the Colts since he's come here with Joe Douglas, with Quincy Wilson and Pierre Desir. That's what he's given us so far. So I think we could do better than Matt Eberflew. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that. Moving on. I think we can all agree on this one. Eric Bieniemy. Definitely in the pumped up category. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else to say there. Well, would you agree? Uh, I think he he's one of my home run hires actually. I think Whoa. I think he's a home run hire for me. Um, he should have been head coach honestly 2 years ago, even last year. Um, but he just never got in that shot, but you know, he's been in that Andy Reid offense for quite some time and you know, obviously their offense is what it is. Um, but he's a creative mind, creative on offensive mind, and he's, a, a, again, well-respected around the league, well-respected amongst the players. And, um, you know, that Kansas City offense is – obviously they have a lot of talent, you know, and, and the Jets would need to add, add some more talent to that offense. But with his creativity and offensive game, like that's something that I want to see um, with my team and not screen passes on third and 18. Um, not uh, and <laughs> now, the enemy has me pumped too. I'm just going to start with that. I'm going to ask you two very important questions. Number one, does the concern of not having worked closely with quarterbacks concern you at all? Because he really didn't work that ex- – granted, he probably is very involved with the game planning over there in Kansas City, but he's not the quote-unquote – I hate this word – quarterback whisperer oh, that gets the job. You, you know what I'm saying. So he's, more yeah. of a, he's got more of a running backs background. Does that concern you at all or – not really much of a concern has to hire a good quarterbacks coach. Um, I think all oh, has to hire a good quarterbacks coach, but honestly, his running back background, like that doesn't concern me at all just because of, like you said, I've heard QB guru many times and look, you know, yeah. we had Adam Gase, you know, like these, these, these coaches come in and they're gurus and they don't do anything in the league. So 
like him just being in that offense, obviously he's, he's a big part of that game plan um, with the offense. Um, that's a home run hire for me and home run and realist, like could be a realistic hire. Fair enough. My other one was, do you think it was more of Andy Reed or because we've seen the Andy Reed assistants come and get their shot as head coaches it's kind of been a mixed bag of results lately. Matt Nagy started off great. And granted he's in the playoffs this year, but come on. Uh, <laughs> Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl, but that's really gone stale over there in Philadelphia. I'm not even going to, he's already back. Thank God we don't have to talk about him as a candidate for this job. <laughs> so do you think that, because the thing that I like a lot about the is that he's apparently a very straightforward leader. He's going to let guys know where they stand. He's very in your face in a good way doesn't put up with any nonsense, more of a disciplinary than most, if that makes sense. Does, or what do you think there? Do you think that he was involved and his inexperience or lack thereof as a play caller is okay and he's still a home run hire for you? No, I, like I said, well, first of all, Doug Peterson, just besides the fact he's a clown, um, Matt Nagy, I truly hate his play calling, but – I think I really respect Eric Bieniemy. I think, you know, like I said, he's a big part of that game plan. Obviously, Andy Reid has a big influence on him and just learning from Andy Reid. Like, you know, obviously there's good and bad with that in terms of uh, of, of power structure. But, you know, I, I would really, really consider him a, a home run hire. Fair enough, boys. Moving on. Now, this one was leaked pretty out of the blue, and that is Dan Mullen from Florida, Sean how would we feel about Dan Mullen taking over this job? So this one was a tough one. Somewhere in between pumped and let down. If there was a category for that, that's where he would be. But I put him in the pumped up category. Um, I've heard good things out of him from Florida. People have concerns about him with the New York media, but like a good offensive mind. And we've been saying the whole time we want our CEO type of coach. But if, if I personally were to lean one way, it would be offense. So yeah, I have him in the pumped up category so uh i would say would have me pumped as well um he is a really good quarterback coach um really knows how to develop a quarterback from what he's in florida um the thing that concerns me though is like how he's handled some things in the media like sean said um and like things like somewhat like outside of football but i think that would have me in the would have me pumped category only because I know that he's going to come in and develop a quarterback like defense aside, you know, obviously we're going to have to get a good defensive coordinator and stuff like that. But I know for a fact, he's going to come in and def- develop a quarterback, which we haven't had in a long time. He has a little bit of an Adam Gase side to him. Very abrasive can be a little of an odd character. Yeah. Um, could rub people the wrong way, but not going to lie. I think the offense is in pretty good hands. Unlike Gase, I think he's a good offensive mind and the emphasis will be on offense and if I had to lean a certain way, offense or defense, I would say offense, even though I kind of want more of a CEO type of coach. But uh, I'd be pretty pumped about Dan Mullen. I saw a lot of innovative ideas from the Florida offense this year, and I think uh, the college style of offense is where the NFL is heading. So uh, I'll agree with you boys there. Staying in college, how about Pat Fitzgerald? There's a little bit of a long shot candidate from what most say uh, from Northwestern's done a great job there. Uh, Sean, I know there's a particular college coach that you like a lot. I think I can guess one of your home run hires, but would Pat Fitzgerald kind of fall into that category or how are we feeling about him? 
I think he'd be a grand slam. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, so we're two. All right. Well, I, we know who, who's picking as other home run hire. So let, oh, let's get course. into it about Pat Fitzgerald because we. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, the ultimate CEO coach. He completely turned the Northwestern program around. He's been there for 15 years or something like that. I mean, he's. I think he's the quintessential CEO type of coach, and that's exactly what I'm looking for. Lorenzo, before you go, I just I I got to get out of him for a second because. I'm not going to lie, Sean. He fall he falls for me as a little bit of a letdown. I'm not going to lie. Wow. And I don't want to get killed here because Grant, he's he's a great he's probably a great football coach. This is about a fit for this job. And I'm sorry. Northwestern your entire life is a far cry from the New York market. Agreed. And I don't think he's a realistic choice for this job because he apparently doesn't want to reroute his family and live somewhere else other than Chicago. Apparently the bears job is the only one he would entertain if it became available. So I think he's a good coach. I think he knows football. I just don't know about the fit with the New York media. I think the jets, I like the idea of going the college route. I think there's some better choices out there than Pat Fitzgerald. He would be a little bit of a letdown for me, man. I'm not going to lie. North, that was my big problem with Matt Rule. No. Baylor to the NFL, eh, very blat to me. This is, this is a different animal over here. So I'm curious to hear what Lorenzo says, though. Yeah, I, I had him in the would-have-me-pumped category. I, wasn't, I know he's a big program builder. Um, I don't think he's – for me, I don't think he would be a home run hire because – well, one, I don't think he's realistic in terms of that, but – he is a good program builder. He's built that program. You know, Northwestern's out a big, you know, football school in terms of, you know, getting all the talent in the world. But, you know, he's done a lot with that program. And I think he would do well with the Jets because the Jets don't have the most talented team right now, if you get what I'm saying. Like, they'll do a lot with, with less, um, which is what excites me. But I would consider him in the would-have-me-pumped uh, category. Yeah, granted, he wouldn't have me completely disappointed. But – I kind of just want a little bit more. That makes sense. Uh, I'm shooting a little high with this search. Yeah. Has has he been turning down jobs in years past, or he not interviewing, or not? Inter- I don't believe he interviewed for the Packers job, uh, which is really ironic because he could have been coaching Aaron Rodgers instead yeah. of. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but apparently he's declined he NFL interviews and this year he's more open to it but I think it's yeah. for the Bears job yeah. uh, but we're going to stay in the college realm of the coaching world and this one's going to be a quick one for us we all talked about this guy and how much we like this guy as a candidate Sean is going to name him as his other home run hire <laughs> unless I'm wrong and that's Matt Campbell of Iowa State I think all three of us gentlemen could agree that this would be a real night not be our home run hires for Lo and I but, Sean, yes, I think this would be a great hire. This would have me really pumped. Yeah, Jake's right. He's my number one choice and definitely my home run hire. Fair enough, Zom. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's you know, it's pretty, pretty much accurate in terms of what you guys just said. Um, really good coach, another program builder. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to want to come, but, like, if, if the option was there for him, like, I'm all, I'm all on board with that. Glad we could just settle it there. We didn't have to have any debating there. 
Uh, we're going to shift the gears a little bit with candidates, and these are a little bit more out-of-the-blue candidates, should I say, guys that we haven't really discussed on this show that we're going to get into. And that's Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. There's a, another particular Ravens assistant we've discussed a good amount, but we're going to stick with Greg Roman. Uh, Sean, how we feel about him? I have him, him in my letdown category. If he were to be hired, it would just feel like a Joe Douglas really didn't shoot as high as he could. As you mentioned before, we got to shoot as high as we can. And he would just feel like settling for somebody, really. Yeah. So? Yeah, I'm, I would have him in the, the letdown category as well. I mean, I feel like a lot of teams kind of adjust to his offense like really quickly, like almost after a year, like he was the offensive coordinator with the 49ers, right. When they had Kaepernick. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and you've seen how even the Ravens this year aren't as explosive as they were, um, you know, last year. I don't know. It's, it's, it would just have me a, a letdown. I, I would hope, you know, he could bring in some pieces here and that would probably, they would probably draft Justin Fields if he was the coach, I would assume um, based on his offensive style. But yeah, I, I think that would just be a, a letdown for me. Yeah, we could do a lot better. That, that Greg Roman's the kind of candidate for the Cincinnati Bengals, like Zach Taylor was when he got the Bengals job. It's a guy that really wouldn't get any other coaching offers. And this is the New York media. As much as the media wants to portray the Jets as this joke of a job, this is a New York sports job, okay? Those don't just grow on trees. We could do better than Greg Roman. Fair enough? Agree, Fair. definitely. Okay. All right, some more guys that are a little bit more out of left field. And this one just came up today. I'd never even thought of this guy. And that is Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator for the New York Giants. And this one took me a little aback when I heard that the Jets requested to interview him. So, uh, Sean, is this a guy that we should be looking at? Yeah, so definitely first time a lot of Jets fans have probably heard his name. Um, I have him in the letdown category, even though – I would say it's probably too soon along with some other candidates for them to be head coaches, but I like what he did with the Giants offense this year, but I would definitely say a letdown. Giants, the defense you meant, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, for me, yeah, I think he would be a letdown only because I think it's a little too soon for him to be a head coach. Like, you know, granted he can grow into that. I have no idea, but in terms of like, you know, if we waited this long for this coaching hire after Adam Gase, like just to hire Patrick Graham, like that's not really, you know, like it's just not like I'm not going to be excited for that. You know, hopefully, you know, if, if that ever came about, you know, I would try to get on board as much as I can. But, you know, I don't think it would. I think it's just too soon for him. Yeah, uh, again, not that much experience as a coordinator. A lot of people want to reach for the next Brian Flores, a guy that wasn't really a coordinator, if at all and is more of a leader of men. Granted, that sounds all good, but we need better. <laughs> um, this is the most talent-devoid team in the National Football League. We, we need to do better than that. Okay, and moving on, I think we could all put this guy in a category, a special category, and that is <laughs> Brian Schottenheimer. Is there any one of us that wants to hire Shotty as the next head coach of this franchise? Speak now or forever hold your peace. Definitely not. I'm assuming it's not you, Zub. 
Good God, no. Please, God. Please, yep. no. <laughs> so Please, I'm going to no. I'm gonna start the new category for everybody here. He would have me contemplating finding a new team. I would. I don't even know what I would do if I see Brian. Sh- <laughs> I thought he was out of my life for good. Uh, is there anyone that would try to get behind this, or would we all just be enraged? This is in the worst possible tier of, of coaches in our discussion. I think yeah, I would take uh, some time off in the NFL if he was the coach. I would just – Take a hiatus. Basketball <laughs> season's here, you know? I mean, that is a name Jets fans absolutely do not want to hear. No. He ruined Christmas for me uh, in 2011 <laughs> against the Giants. No. Never Abs- forget. Absolutely not. Moving on. Okay, so these are more of candidates that are more linked with head coaching jobs. And we're going to start on the defensive side of the ball. And that is with Robert Sala, defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers, who I think is going to get the Detroit Lions job. Uh, Lorenzo, are we excited about Sala or nah, very meh? Uh, I think I would be in the middle for him. Like, he would kind of have me – I would be on board with that. Like, I think Robert Sala is a really good coach. I don't want to go in the the route of, like, just strictly defensive guy and, like, having to worry about – off, you know, a completely offensive coach and, and kind of having that over again with, with Todd Bowles and things like that. But I think he's a really good leader of men and, and stuff like that. But I do, I know for this, for this Jets job, I want someone who's more of a CEO type and kind of has input on both sides of the ball. And he's just a little too, too defensive minded for me. Mr. Kennedy, we giving him a call. I would, I mean, I like what he's about. Uh, I feel like he could grow into a CEO type of role. But as we said, if we were to lean one way, it would be offense. But it does seem like he's uh, destined for the Lions job. Yeah, you guys have some really low standards at times. I swear to God, this would, um, this would definitely be a letdown for me. Really? It would be a letdown. Um, he probably deserves to be a coach somewhere. But we need someone – a little bit better than that, I think. He's probably a great leader of men. I see him yelling all the time on TV. But at the same time, I know the Niners have had injuries this year, and he's statistically kept them afloat. Uh, did, did you see the Niners against the Bills on Monday Night Football this year? <laughs> uh, come on. yeah, Those kind of guys, we, we they can get jobs elsewhere is uh, the moral of my story. That would definitely let me down a little bit, to say the least. Sticking, sticking with guys that I think would unanimously be a letdown for us is and that's Arthur Smith, who we've talked about for a couple of weeks now of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, is anyone changing their stance on Arthur Smith for those listening for the first time? We're not that crazy. Unless he's bringing Derrick Henry over here, I think we could do a little bit better. So, yeah. Is there anyone disagreeing with that or we just – Going to keep it there with Arthur Smith. I don't disagree. And even with Salah, there's a bunch of names that we would have above him. So you, you just got to hope the Jets, once again, shoot very high. Low, we still uh, on the same page with Arthur Smith? Yeah, I think he's more of like a plan C if all else fails, like kind of coach. Like, I think he needs a little more experience as the coordinator. I think he's only been a coordinator for what, like two years or something like that. And, you know, He's not bringing Derrick Henry over here um, <laughs> to this offense. So I would have him in like a like let down category. 
I think we got to switch up the vibe a little bit on this show and bring some positivity back with these candidates. And I think a name that would fire us all up would be Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills. I think we should honestly move on. What, what is there to discuss? Yeah, that's a name we should definitely be in on. Uh, we've loved him for a while, and he should be up there for sure. Anything to add? Um, if Brian Dable was the coach in the New York Jets and they decided to draft Justin Fields, um, I would be buying a Justin Fields jersey um, ASAP. Like, I've just seen what he's done with Josh Allen and – that would just have me completely pumped. Um, you know, he made Josh Allen from very inaccurate quarterback to MVP candidate almost. Like, what's not almost, to like? Almost, he is, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, but, like, what's what's not to like about him? Um, I don't think he's going to come here because I think the Chargers job um, – I think we were talking about this last week. The Chargers job is, is, is more for him. It's probably a better fit. Um, and draft – Dustin Herbert uh, for your fantasy team next year if, if he is a coach there. But, yeah, that would have me pumped. Yeah. Uh, it's really interesting you brought up Josh Allen and Dable because Zach Wilson is a little bit similar to Josh Allen in small school product, really big arm, very mobile. Maybe he could be, uh, you know, I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that – I feel like our odds of drafting Zach Wilson would be a little bit higher than Justin Fields if that were to come true. But either way, I, I would agree um, with you, Lorenzo. I, we would be in great hands with Brian Dable if we drafted a Justin Fields or, or Zach Wilson. Sticking with the positivity, Joe Brady. We love him. Or is, they, is anyone is anyone jumping off the Joe Brady bandwagon? Nope. That's a name that would pull me up. Uh a guy who's perhaps actually coaching football to where it's going. Uh, hasn't been in the NFL long, obviously, but that name would definitely get me pumped. So, anyone? Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, I think he's – I think, you, Jake, you said this when you texted me, like Joe Brady is what Eric Bieniemy was two years ago, where, like, he might be a little, you know, young in the, in the searching uh, – in, in the candidate um, pool, but, you know – in, in a couple of years or so, like he's going to really be, you know, a big time coach, but yeah, that would have me pumped. That would definitely have me pumped. Oh, this would have me through the, I would be ecstatic if they hired, this would tell me that the jets actually know where football is heading. A lot of people that I listen to and watch and actually value their opinions. They say Joe Brady should be at the top of every team's list and that he's actually an innovative offensive mind. And I think that goes a long way. And Renzo, you're right. I did tell you that because these are the kind of guys we should try to hire now because God forbid something goes wrong or what have you, they're going to be out of our league and they're going to get better job offers. And it's better to be a year early on a candidate than a year or two too late. And I think that's what happened with Kyle Shanahan was you get what I'm saying? The jets probably should have moved off Todd Bowles and hired Kyle Shanahan, but they stuck with Todd Bowles missed out on a great coach. And I think that's what Joe Brady is going to be. And if he doesn't get a job this year, he's going to get a job next year and could possibly make us regret it. And that's why I'd have him high on our list. And I wish we could just request an interview right now, but the Jets haven't from, from my knowledge, unless something changes. Sticking with a little bit of positivity, a guy that we talked about a lot last week because the rumors started to heat up and that's Don Wink Martindale. Is that a letdown for 
any of us here on this podcast. No. We still like him, Zell? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I actually think he's the one that's probably most likely to get the job, you know, if, if I had to choose right now. But, yeah, he's, he's a CEO type of coach. Um, he's someone that, you know, we saw who he would bring in um, as a coordinator's um, and that, that would definitely be big for this team. Um, and we need to just find someone who um, thinks big picture about the team and can you know, hopefully develop an offense as well as, you know, have a, a competitive defense as well. So he would have me, he would have me pumped. And I, this is who I think is going to be the coach next year. Wow. You're jumping the gun on me. I'm the <laughs> moderator of this. And you're just jumping the gun and reading my mind for these questions. So, Yeah. Um, I love Martindale. think he'd be a great hire. Actually knows where the game is going. Would be a CEO, true leader of men. He checks all the boxes. Yeah, long, I agree. Long story short. Um, we're just going to go with uh, two names real quickly who I think we would not be too happy with. Depends where you rate them. And the first name, before we get into some shooting for the stars type of candidates, the first name I'm going to give you guys is Rams defensive coordinator Brandon Staley. And I don't know about you guys. No. This this would have me thinking we don't know what the hell we're doing. Just plain and simple. I I don't want any part of this guy. They already requested to interview him. Are either of you interested in him? Would want him? Someone talk to me. He's in my letdown category. I would definitely be disappointed if they were to go with him after we just talked about all these names that are pretty good names so I definitely agree that would be an unexciting move and disappointing yeah go ahead yeah, Lorenzo I, I, I definitely agree um this would be like a Todd Bowles kind of coach where like uh, you know he's great great defensive coordinator like do not get me wrong but it's like there's a difference between defensive coordinator and head coach leading um the team and I think he would definitely be a letdown for me so there's only one name so far that's going to have you guys completely ready just jump off the bridge and that's brian schottenheimer this guys this would have me beside myself to think that we still don't know what the hell we're doing with hiring these guys and no disrespect to staley who's probably a really nice kid really young guy he's apparently i heard this one the defensive Sean McVay. Let me be let me be God. clear with everybody. <laughs> let me be clear with everybody. The issues I have with Sean McVay really happened two weeks ago where I didn't think he was a great coach before this. But after he lost to Adam Gase, where the Jets have not won a game, my disdain and my – I don't want to say hate, but it's a cruel word. Hatred, quote-unquote, for Sean McVay just ramped up by affinity. Uh, I don't, we don't need the next Sean McVay. What the hell is Sean McVay won in this league? Other than Twitter, is yeah. what does he, he won? To, he got to a Super Bowl and got embarrassed. That's about Emba- it. It completely outcoached uh, in yeah. all facets of the game. So that's what we want. Give me a break. Um, the next name we've talked about is hating a good amount, and that is and I, again we don't hate these. They, you guys know where I'm coming from. <laughs> we wish everybody well. We want everyone to be employed. They deserve jobs, just not here. And that's Marvin Lewis. As a coordinator, yes. As a head coach, Mr. Ligaris, are we giving Marvin Lewis a crack? Uh, I would look for a new team if Marvin Lewis was our Thank coach. Thank you. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Uh, he's just he's just not it for me. Like, yeah, he got the Bengals to the playoffs a couple times, but 
did he ever win a game there? <laughs> no. So yeah, uh, that's just not like it's just not it's just not improving much for me. Um, it's it would be like same old Jets for me if he was hired. Same old Jets. That's like the move the Browns. I mean, the Browns now are great, but that's like a move that a real poverty franchise would make. A, a cheap guy who is just so desperate to get back to being a head coach because, and you give him the job because nobody else wanted it. Oh, Sean, tell me <laughs> yeah, more about Marvin Lewis. That's probably the worst case scenario for me. That would be finding a new team territory. That's just the complete opposite direction in which this team should be going. Okay, before we move on, uh, let me just review everybody's home runs. Sean, your home run guys, or guy or guys, you can have one or two. We have Pat Fitzgerald and Matt Campbell. Yeah. Lorenzo, you have Eric Bieniemy. I don't have anybody else for you. Is it we're just sticking with Bieniemy or? Um, I think Bieniemy and Dable would be home run for me. Okay, so you're more of the offensive coordinator route. I didn't notice. I didn't say mine yet, and I was saving I these know. names. <laughs> last. I've been, I've been waiting, waiting for the last. Name. All right, there's two guys that I think are so unrealistic. One guy more realistic than the other. The other guy who I think is going to get a job elsewhere. And my first name is someone that I've stood up for many times on this pro- on this program. That's Jim Harbaugh. I'm sorry, you could say how I don't know anything all you want and how he's just like Gase, which is completely laughable, okay? The only place Adam Gase is going to be the head coach of a Super Bowl in is probably from his basement, wherever it is, in his Madden-connected franchise, okay? That's it. Um, Because they couldn't be more opposite. One's a winner, the other's a loser. And everywhere you go, Jim Harbaugh has fixed the program, instilled some level of credibility, Okay, Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan, his alma mater, to come here and coach the Jets. I'm sorry. There's some credibility restored with the Jets because this is not like uh, some – this isn't like Chip Kelly coming back to the NFL, the coach. This is Jim Harbaugh, a guy who's won everywhere he's gone. And also, he knows how to coach and develop quarterbacks. We all thought Alex Smith was this bust of a quarterback that couldn't play. Jim Harbaugh got him back on the right foot. Maybe he could do the same with Sam if we keep him. I'm not saying that because I think if they do hire Jim Harbaugh, he's going to draft Justin Fields, fellow Big Ten quarterback. So, yeah, program builder, check. Charismatic leader, check. Offensive, mo- offensive mind, check. A CEO coach at the same time can lead men, check. That's my guy. He might not play nice in the sandbox, but that's my guy. Lay it on me, guys. So let's, <laughs> let's hear a rebuttal my guy. <laughs> All right, so I have Jim in my pumped-up category. There's no way if the Jets hire him, you could be mad as a fan. You spoke of his highly touted track record. He would, he would show the Jets are really going for it. Uh, like some of the college guys, he'd probably take a big, pretty big contract. But that's like the all-in kind of move that I'm, I'm ready for and kind of wanting. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, there is a good amount of people that – would be enraged if we hired Jim Harbaugh. Lorenzo, do we like Harbaugh or are we thinking that he's going to be an Adam Gase and just ruffle everyone's feathers and piss everyone off? No, we, we love, we love uh, Jim Harbaugh um, on my side. Um, he would be like a home run hire would have me pumped. Um, like pretty much what you said, he brings cred- credibility to this team. 
we're, we know, I know that if, if Jim Harbaugh comes to this team, we're going to be competitive. We're going to get better. He's almost like the Tom Thibodeau of the Knicks for me. Like, you know, a lot of people might not like him, but at the end of the day, like we're going to be competitive, you know, we're going to do good things on this offense. So I'm all on board with that. I think, I think Jim Harbaugh is a little bit more respected in NFL circles than a guy that was, it's just my little jab at the Knicks. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, check the record, man. I check the record, man. Listen, <laughs> you, you guys, you guys are right. You guys are right. You know, you are what your record says you are. Um, my last guy, and here's where I want to get on you two a little bit. All right. I, I'm going to, I'm going to call you both out right now. A home run is guys that hasn't coached before in the NFL. Those are home runs. And you guys are going to say I'm kind of a hypocrite right now because this guy hasn't coached the NFL either, but I think his record speaks for itself. And that's Urban Meyer. No one had him as a home run. The guy is – what's his winning percentage as a coach in college? Granted, it is college. It's not the NFL. But what is it, 900 or something absurd? That would be a slam dunk. Not even close. Like, no one thought Urban Meyer. I sent you guys the list. Uh, I mean, I agree with you. I just, I don't know if he's coming here. Like, I, I don't even want to put that in my head. I don't want to just lie to myself and say, yeah, Urban Meyer is going to be the coach of the Jets. And then he takes a Jacksonville j- job and trash Trevor Lawrence and they win the Super Bowl in five years. And, and <laughs> you know, yeah, like, tra- tra- <laughs> translation, that could have been us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just going to be sad. But uh, no, no, I think, I definitely think you're right. Urban Meyer is a great coach. Like, I would be all on board with Urban Meyer, but I, I don't think he's coming here. And I didn't even want to mess with my own head and, and put him there. Sean, any? Uh... Yeah, I mean, Lorenzo took the words out of my mouth. It seems like he's destined for Jacksonville. Like, he's already asking for $12 million a year or something like that. So, Which is a like no really to... Yeah, they should they should definitely do that. Wait, Matt Rule got six years, $12 million, uh, excuse me, $9 million per from the Carolina Panthers. $12 million yeah. for, for Urban Meyer? Yeah. I mean, I, there's a lot of people that love Matt Rule out there, but the fact that we have to talk about Matt Rule compared to Jim Harbaugh and Urban Meyer. It, yeah, there's no comparison. Come yeah. on, man. Come on. So, guys, we talked about our home runs, who would have us excited, would be a little bit of a letdown. We can get behind it maybe. And who would just have us – ready to just find the nearest ditch and just hide there forever until they understand that it's a mistake. We've all been there, AKA two years ago. So let's go around the gallery. We already got Lorenzo's pick as Don Wink Martindale is the guy who he thinks is going to get the job as the Jets head coach. Uh, Go a little bit more into it, Lorenzo. Um, Why do you think that they're going this grant for our listeners this is not who we want. This is who we think the Jets are going to go with. We don't have any inside knowledge of anything. So, Lorenzo, why do you think Wink Martindale will be the guy Joe Douglas appoints as the next leader of this team? Well, I think Joe Douglas is a smart guy. Um, I think he knows that the Jets need a well-rounded coach, um, CEO type of guy. They do have that connection from Baltimore. It just seems like a good fit for us. For Joe Douglas, that's his guy. That seems like his guy. Um, I could be wrong, but that's who I just – I don't know if we're going to get the Dables or the Enemies because there's better jobs out there. Um, 
people might not want to come here, but if we get Wink Marnda, who who would be like, that's like my third or fourth choice. You know, I would have a couple guys higher than him, but if we get him, I would be pumped. Um, and he's just, he's a good, um, good, well-rounded coach that a lot of people like and respect. We agree on Sean. Cause I, you know, I am. I... Oh, absolutely. Um, so what does the crystal ball look like wherever you currently are, Sean? What's the crystal ball? What's the, what's the weather forecast looking like for the New York Jets? Who's coming in here? Who's leading um, this team? You guys are going to like it, man. It's, it's cloudy with a chance of Don Martindale. So is there really – is both of you guys really going to go with Don Martindale? Hey, that's, that's who I wrote down. Okay. I agree with you guys. I would be excited about Don Martindale. It makes a lot of sense. Joe Douglas seems like a guy who leans a lot on his connections – and I think Ravens, former Ravens general manager Ozzie Newsom will be given a phone call to, and you know he's going to lobby for Martindale. He would have me excited. But everything is not always as they seem. And I don't think Joe Douglas is going to shut qualified candidates out. And I know the Jets are looking for more of a CEO type of coach. But I think this is – I think Christopher Johnson – I, I know it's going to be Douglas's hire. But Christopher Johnson falls in love very easily, boys. This is the same guy that told us Adam Gase knows where football is going or is coaching to where football is going. And I think when this guy gets to the interview room or the Zoom call, he's going to absolutely light it up. The Jets are going to think that they are onto something, that they are this out-of-the-box, outside-the-box franchise. I think Joe Brady's going to get the job, boys. Wow. I think he's going – and I've heard – I don't have sources or anything like that, but from what I've seen around my Twitter feed and every – just kind of reading the tea leaves to the best of my ability. Again, I'm not an expert. And it, none of us are, okay? It seems like Brady's very much in this running, and I think if he does a great job in the interview, I think he's got the job. I think this is going to be a young roster – they're going to want a younger head coach. Can't get much younger than, what is it, 31? And that's Joe Brady. Something like that. I think it's going to happen. Yeah. That's where I'm going to leave I, it off. Who would have thought that I would be the one not having yeah. Wink Martin wow. now? Wow. This yeah. is, I mean, Wink was just the most realistic, straightforward. If I go into my head, who would I think would, would get the job? That's my pick. But Joe Brady, hey, man, we would all like that a lot. I think you two kind of valued the Douglas connection a little bit more, but the fact yeah. that the fact that this list is so long, like we're seeing Patrick Graham get interviewed, that tells me that they are not going to just lean on who they know. I think it's going to be a real search. I really do. And I, I think Joe Brady's staff will determine a lot. Um, I think we have you, a rap, we have a rap sheet, rap sheet tweet. Oh God. Here. Three, three teams just requested your boy. Joe Brady. And we're not one of them? The Texans and the Chargers. And we're not one of them. We are not one of them as of now. As of now. We didn't request Yeah, we didn't didn't request Wink Mart. It is early. Yeah. Um, It's early. uh, I thought you guys were going to. That would have been 
would have been a boom. <laughs> I would have put the that feather would, in my cap. That would have been great. <laughs> um, damn, who'd you say it was again? The Falcons? Texans and Chargers. Oh, those would all be good spots for them. Well, just, well the Falcons. The fa- yeah, Falcons. Yeah, the, oh, the Chargers. Falcon. I mean, forget. The Chargers. Yeah. The Falcons. Eh. Come on. But the Chargers and Deshaun yeah. Watson. Oh, my God. They'd be playing offense for sure. Um, but Joe Brady, back to what I was saying, boys. I think they're going to want to play this process, and I think he's going to do well in the interview. Would you guys settle? Not settle. Would you guys really sign up for a Joe Brady? And let's go with a Gus Bradley marriage, offensive court, not offensive coordinator, head coach slash offensive coordinator. And Gus Bradley is kind of like the head coach of the defense or – do you kind of just want a guy that's involved with all three facets? Because I think as much as they say it, they can't – you get what I'm saying here. They, they say all these things, but they say a lot of things. I think in the end they're going to go with an offensive mind over more of a CEO type of coach because I think those guys are going to pass them by, okay? Um, and I think Don Martindale could land a job that's better than the Jets. I think he's a qualified guy. I think the Texans' job or the Lions' job, if they miss out on Robert Sala, makes a lot of sense for him. So it's going to be interesting. And wow, that would have been something, Joe Brady. I just, I can't get over that. Man. I, I, I feel like, I feel like I almost had a moment here. You even paused on the third team. Uh, I wish the Jets were on that list. It would have been perfect. It would have been perfect. I thought it was did, the Jets. Oh, did you man. know? Oh, okay. So you didn't know about that. Okay. Wow. That's just like that spontaneous. That's the type of content our listeners are looking for right there that's who, genuine reactions yeah let me just add ah. one more who do you think douglas's top target is put your put your brain in in his brain i think douglas's top target is your boy matt campbell okay i like hearing that i think that's christopher johnson's top guy too they wanted to interview him two years ago the thing that i've heard not again, I don't want to sound like a, a freaking reporter here to you guys. I think it was uh, Hughes's live feed or whatever it was yesterday. People around the league don't think that Matt Campbell wants to leave Iowa State just yet. I think he's waiting for the perfect job because he doesn't have to. Uh, he, let's be honest if he's interviewing for the job, the job says because he doesn't need to show anybody anything anymore. Okay, the teams are going to be coming to him now, if that makes sense. And yeah. I don't know if he wants to move his family from Iowa State or the state of Iowa wow, to New York for more of an uncertain Jets job, if that makes sense. But I think, it, again, I'm not hating on Matt Campbell. I'm just telling you what I think I heard from uh, Connor Hughes yesterday. So, Yeah, for someone like him, it's going to take a pretty massive contract, and I think we've talked about that before. It's going to be at least what Matt Rule got last year, probably more. Yeah, I, I would think, say more. I think Campbell is a better college coach than what Matt Rule was. Yeah, I think yeah. he has a better resume. I, I'm still glad we didn't hire Matt Rule. I, I get it. He might turn the Panthers into uh, this great team, but I don't think he's that good. I'm still – I'm not the biggest Matt Rule fan. Yeah, it's still early. How many games did they win? Five, six, something like that? Yeah. Five. Eh. Knew well, knew well enough to sign Robbie Anderson though for the price that he got. Knew more than us. For him. <laughs> but um, just 
in conclusion for our listeners, the predictions we have here, and I'm going to sum this all up nicely on our Twitter feed. I'm going to make some nice edits or whatever that the kids call it these days. Um, summing this whole episode up with our views on the coaching search. We have two co-hosts here, one of them not being me, that has Don Wink Martindale. And I have Joe Brady, who we think is going to get the Jets job. Um, so if it was up to us, I think I speak for Sean. It's Matt Campbell. Yeah. Lorenzo, Eric Bieniemy. If it was up to me, it would be Urban Meyer, but I know that's not happening. So real, from the realistic candidates that we could possibly get, it would be Jim Harbaugh. Sue me. <laughs> and boys, with that, we are wrapping up today's episode. Next week, we have another jam-packed show. We're going to have coaching rumors, more people getting interviewed, hopefully one of those people being Joe Brady um, for my podcasting reputation. And that's going to do it for today, our first episode of 2021. It's a pleasure. Um, for our first-time listeners, we have Lorenzo Lagaris joining us as a regular on the show, and I'm pumped. Always a great conversation with you. Great guy. Great to have on the podcast. So I thank you. Thank you, boys. And I for think, sure. Sean. Yeah, Sean. Uh, okay, it's Sean, always good chopping up with you guys. <laughs> always. So I wish you guys nothing but the best this year, and that'll do it. And as always, Sean, leave go us Jets. off. Yep, go there Jets. There we go. Our first one of 2021. <laughs> Be good, everybody. <laughs>